sometimes you feel like you're always putting on a show. Today marks our 100th episode of the Real Girlfriends Across America, and we're entering into our second season of our podcast. And we want to say a huge thank you for everyone for playing a big role in our success. This season, we're going to change things up just a little bit. But in the meantime, we want to share some of our past shows with you so you can get caught up as we reintroduce ourselves to you. So stay tuned and at the end, we'll actually disclose our new podcast name. Stay tuned. Um, probably Connecticut, Georgia, and a few other places. Maybe Chicago. Playing a lot, you're stressing so much, and not only are you wasting your time talking about another person or dealing with some kind of situation, but you're also like putting a toll on yourself. And so it's not worth it to constantly complain and just look on the brighter side and be positive. Okay. <laughs> <Hey. laughs> I don't know. Whatever comes into my head. It could be my Nina. It could be my JJ. It could be my secret place. It could be my cool cat. I don't oh, wait a minute. Have you have you ever <laughs> had the VJ, Have you ever had the JJ massage? No, that's not sexual. <laughs> you said what? How about the? So I get down sometimes, but what I do is I sit back and I literally do, I'll write out a gratitude list of the things I'm happy for, because guess what? At least I'm not homeless anymore. The person that you're with doesn't get 100% of you. They may not even get 50% of you because most of you is still, you know, grieving the other person. So. Yes. To where they're like constantly always negative, always bickering and I try to bring them back but if I can't I'm out of there simply because one right. thing misery loves company and I don't do that kind of company so no after a couple of minutes it's over with I'm out yeah I'll tell you what you know um, I think I might have mentioned I don't look at you that way you are my friend you are in the friend zone you're never getting out of that then they don't talk to me until they find out that I'm single and then they try you know then they're like, oh, by the way, hey, no, 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 no. I didn't want to do it with you before. I still don't want to do it with you, literally, you know. I had a guy the other day, found out I was single, and said, and he lives in California, and I'm in Utah, and he's like, well, I'll fly you out. I'll pay for your whole trip. You don't even have to do anything. All, I, all we need is two days. Boy, you are out of your goddamn mind. Wow. Seriously, you could. Wow. Yes, yes, he did say that. And I was like, you could pay for my trip, but I'm not going to go see you. You know, like, 
we didn't sleep together for the year that we worked together and the year that we were, you know, coworkers and I guess work friends. Like, no, I'm not doing that. I appreciate the thought. I guess I'm that cute and that nice and that like, but you just want a blowjob and you just want me to have sex with you and I'm not doing that. Like, no, that's that's wrong. See, and that's how a lot of men are and they just think it's okay because, well, I'm single and you're single. It don't mean just because I'm single that I'm going to be going to the bars that aren't even open right now and be trying to get with somebody, you know, no, it does not. Like accountability, that's like, that's the main problem. Like a lot of girls, like just in general, they have that issue because they may have like girlfriends that live like in the same state as them or like, like five minutes away and you're, they're still not getting that accountability. So it's so hard to find that accountability. When it comes to stuff like that and and stuff, uh, see, for me, I'm 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 not a dummy, but I'm not like one of those smart people that it comes easy for. I've got to study, 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 so I can get it. I can't wait till the last minute and cram it all in at one time. So that's not me. I'm not a procrastinator. I will start studying today for a test I got to take next month because I need time for it to sink in. And I may have to read it more than one time, but sometimes I read and I don't understand what I don't read. I have to read it again until I can understand it. So procrastinator, I here, I'm sorry. I mean, to wonder, I'm not, I'm not a procrastinator. Oh, well, I'm definitely <laughs> and, sorry because I am a huge procrastinator. Yeah, but I you know what? I, I'm test tonight. And I got to take oh, tomorrow. Yeah. I can't even, I can never. Okay. <laughs> For me, like, uh, just being in, in grad school, like, it's really, um, it's been hard on me, and um, there's just been a lot of, like, self-reflection, and I've, like, I feel like everyone goes through this when they are in school, but having, like, imposter syndrome, like, oh, my gosh, I can't do this, but there was this, like, uh, research paper that I was, like, going ham in, and I was just, like, I was so proud of the work, I was, like, oh, my gosh, like, that professor is going to really love this. And then, like, it was the day that it was supposed to be due, and it was due, like, at midnight. And so I go up to her during class the same day. I'm like, hey, like, can you just make sure that I'm on the right track with everything? And she basically told me that I was heading in the wrong direction with the topic and that I had to redo the whole paper. And I was just, like, so exhausted um, having, like, internship and all these other classes and then having work. I was just, like, oh, my God, like, emotionally, like, having that – uh, or having to redo the whole paper that night, like, it was just really stressful for me. Um, and it just made me step back and just say, like, hey, like, I guess I need to have be okay with maybe asking for guidance um, sooner and also just not being too confident and also, like, just growing. From- you better believe it, ride or die, if she's my friend, of course. <laughs> no judgment, okay. right? Absolutely. Well, you think I, you think I'm gonna expect her to call me? I was like, girl, you know you lying. Oh no, Mm-mm. right or wrong, right or die. That's right. And I agree with yeah, that. That's a good I, 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 if I'm, if you're <laughs> right or die, to like right or die with me. Like I, I definitely expect for the person to have my back, play stupid, do what you gotta do, but don't make me look. Dumb. Well, whatever. <laughs> But, like, he is the person that I go to, like, for my advice and, like, for me to vent about, like, all of these 10 million girls that are, like, 
that I become friends with, like, whether it's, like, a strong friendship or some kind of friendship. And for me, like, rather than, like, gossiping and all that, like, it's always important to have, like, that one who you can go to. And so around people, of course, I don't treat them differently, but, like, but I know where you're coming from. However, like, when it's just us two, like, everything just comes out because I do have a filter around certain people. So, yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure a lot of people at an age didn't even know what catfishing was and what it was, like, until, like, the actual show came out. And so, like, I know people may have their own, um, like, I know them, like, catfish, like, the definition is usually using someone else's pictures, but for me, I see, like, that, that's one of, that's one of it, but, like, another factor of being catfish is, like, when somebody uses pictures from, like, 10 years ago, and so I've actually had a moment, or, like, I've had experiences, like, when I was on dating apps, this was before, like, I was even, I was even, um, I had the nerve to, to actually have a guy, like, FaceTime me or anything, or send me, like, a Snapchat, but back in the day, um, I, I did go on a date with a guy, and we were, and, and prior to that, we were talking for almost, like, six months, and I was just so chicken to actually meet up with him, and on top of that, I was actually in college, and so he was, he was far away, and so when he met me, he was southern women or you know, single mother families grew up, you know, in the church and that you get to find a man in church. I'm going to tell you from experience, they're no different than finding a man on the outside. And then some of them are worse on it. Some of them are far more worse in church than on outside. So it's like, and I say this to say, it doesn't matter whether they're in church or not. It doesn't matter where, uh, where they are, you know, men are going there there's oh, to me there's good men, there's low down dirty men, you got done some that just womanize them. You know, I mean mm-hmm. all on fall in all these different categories and they are who they are, you know, and um as far as the online dating, I'm just gonna I'm I I mean I just feel like I'm I feel comfortable I can share this with you all, you know. But at one point, I was on online dating, and I heard uh, someone say all they wanted was, you know, all they want online was sex. Well, I'm just going to be real. At that point in time, that was the only reason why I was on it, and that's all I wanted. But here's, but here's oh, my kicker. gosh. But here's the kicker that really just threw me off where I just stopped dealing with it. I, um, the ones that I dealt with was that, ooh, I can do this to you and do that to you. And when it came down to put it down, I was just like pissed off, kicking folks out. <laughs> I know, I know yes, about I her am. love life. How much you gonna pay me? How much you gonna pay hey, me, Corinne? I tell her love life. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> I talk. Oh. Nicole, so I'll get you some of, of it.
about <laughs> Oh, I can't say no names. He would be listening to these calls, girl. These calls not it's private. Like, like, I, I mean, you can always say initials because I know initials. Yeah, mm-mm. And he know initials, too. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> you going to get you killed and me killed. I know. Uh, we, 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 we don't want nobody. I don't doubt that like the house that he brought me to was his parents house while he was on vacation and then years down the road like I, I literally go to this guy and then years down the road let's fast forward to 20 2015 I saw him again mm-hmm. no no not 2015 no, um, twenty it was 2017 or 2018 around that time. I saw him again. I got out of my last my um my relationship at that time, and he had created a Bumble account. And so this time on his a Bumble account, he said he was a medical student. And then I was like, this doesn't ring a bell. I thought you were in law school. He's like, oh well, I had a life. I had like a a change of plans and blah blah blah. And so it just didn't add up. And so like, he just kept changing it like it was no, like it was no big deal. And so I was like, okay, maybe I can trust him this time because we're both mature. This guy is over 27. And so to to find out that he was actually barring. So he took me to his, his new place where we met up. And apparently the, the house that he was using was a friend's house. This guy still lives with his parents. And he's like almost, he's like 35 now. And so Whoa. this guy was just like, full of crap and wasted my time and so don't get me wrong I've dealt with so many guys that are like that because I think guys are so intimidated like if they do meet a girl and she's doing well in life they're like oh my gosh Mm -hmm. I need to make it look like I'm doing well or like you're just a sociopath or pathological like hey wait a minute this this person's an atheist and I believe in God that might cause an issue a year down the road well because of this whole pandemic I am a little freaked out, so my first thing is probably some hand sanitizer or alcohol wipes. Anywhere I go, I'm going to have to wipe down everything before I sit down or, I don't know, just, like, keep my hands clean. Mm-hmm. Um, the second thing is chapstick because, oh, when I travel, my lips get so dry, and if your nails get dry, you could put chapsticks on it, too. And then, I don't know, like, you put it on your skin, too, if it dries out. Um, wait, what was my third thing? A lot of women experience some of them. Um, it's not all. It would be awesome to lay now if it was someone who who I knew that loved me. Like if I was dating, he'd say, "Look, babe, go ahead, let me get, take them six months." But if it's not that type of situation, no, uh-uh, I'm I'm not gonna. Throw somebody else on the bus just to save myself. People do it every single day. I'm going to stand on honor and trust that God is going to take care of me. Like, I would avoid the question. <laughs> right. Yeah, I would just, like, change the subject or something because I would sound super fake being like, no, you don't look fat. Like, she would know I was lying. Like, I would, I'm just not good at that. 
So I would just avoid the okay. question. It's okay to tell so white lie something that is good about her. Yeah. Way not just like to look hotter because like to make them be like, oh, look at me. I just like it's some it's something I always struggle with in general is my weight. So when I'm not focusing like on a relationship or a failing relationship at that. I'm more focused. I have more time and energy to put into like, okay, well, that time I was spending with so and so, I'm gonna now spend at the gym, and instead of eating this, I'm gonna eat this because I'm just me now, and now eat what I want. So it gets a lot more help. Before years ago, I used to hop on other people just to get over my ex, and um, that actually doesn't doesn't do any good besides you start questioning yourself, like. Like, maybe I was the reason why, like, this relationship ended. And so you you definitely want to spend time alone. And so that's where it comes for number six. Um, I'll ask you, Tina, on this question. How long do you think it's okay to date after a breakup? Well, I think it, uh, it would depend on how long the relationship was and how serious it was. Like, so for me personally, I only consider myself having three serious relationships. And are you going to have to give them sex as well? Eventually? I mean, I think it depends on your agreement. That's, that's kind of like prostitution. And that means we sugar babies. <laughs> Sometimes some people are just settled, like, where they're at. Maybe they got comfortable and they're, like, willing to, like, work a minimum wage job for so long hours and then, and just be like, oh, my gosh, so I just have to work this long to make this much money and the thing is people are are taking are are working for the money but they're not finding ways to make to um have the money work for them and so i would definitely want my 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 man if he was in that situation to be able to like try and figure out how to get that get out of the minimum wage mindset so um it's it's just a matter of transitioning and will and the willingness to do better and that's that's what i'm looking for if I was in that situation, how would you help him to get out of that that mindset? Um, obviously, like with any job, due to experiencing a traumatic um, event. But um, yeah, so I I understand the derailment. I had terrible problems with um, anxiety, focus, um, PTSD. So. Um, yeah, I've been terribly derailed, um, not just um, from my focus, but from my life, you know. I didn't work for that time. I didn't have income for that time. Um, it was a it was a long 15 months. So, yeah. How are you able to um, handle this and regain your focus? Um therapy therapy and I literally let everything go um just so I could get myself together emotionally and um get my bearings again so um even I sent my child to my parents for a year and a half um it took a lot to re redesign my life redefine my life so um I have, uh, actually, my stepson now is going through that. And I try to tell people, when it comes to divorce or death, um, 
you have to give yourself the time you need. It, it may not be a few weeks. It may not be a few months. I would say it was about a year and a half for me. Um, so I just couldn't couldn't mentally take on a lot. I just had to. I have had is friendships where um, where there's just no loyalty on their part. Um, I might find that they are backstabbing me or I might find that um, I may be putting pretty much like investing myself in the friendship. And then over time I realize that, um, you know, they just, they just are not, not really in the friendship. Like I would have to explain some really personal stories to explain what I mean. And I don't, I don't know if we have time for that. Be good because you're, you, know, you quit drinking, but she'd be like laughing and you know making a joke out of it. But I know she was making a joke out of it, but I felt like there's some truth to it. So I'm like, you know what? Um, I've been changing and things like that, doing my inner work, healing from a lot of things that I overcame, and I don't need that kind of energy. We're not friends anymore. <laughs> That's the story on that. I gave you the short version. There's like so much, but I just wanted to keep it short. Understood. <laughs> well, Sorry. thank, thank Sorry. you for That's sharing that. Long story. Right. Long story. There's always the other story. Like, hey, you want the long version? Or you want the short version? Because we'll be here all night with this popcorn. <laughs> right. Exactly. Okay. Absolutely. Everybody has certain struggles in life and, it, and and overcome those struggles. And I think it's my own life and having had a series of struggles in my life and now being able to have a much smoother time in my life as a as a um, person who is going into the last the next four, the last forty years of my life. If I write about honest to my personality, then the writing is not going to be good. So I'm focused on the next creative event. We're always planning. We're always thinking about you know, what it is that we'd like to achieve in the creative And unless I keep a list, I keep a list of things that I'd like to accomplish on a daily basis. I keep files of written pieces of paper with ideas for different projects. So I'm, my, my goals are to at least to two full writing projects a year because it's a lot of work to do one book, let alone two, outside of my regular client work. So you know, I, I force myself. I've been married twice. And the first marriage, was just, he was just like my dad. Um, and now my marriage now is he's more like my stepdad and my stepdad is this like wonderful human being. He's like super loving, super caring, so um super gentle. Um I've also like offered to testify at the Capitol on animal abuse because I know somebody who carries a lot of the animal abuse bills in Colorado, but I've also warned them that I haven't worked on that trauma yet. So I don't mm-hmm. know how it'll come out at the Capitol, but, you know, it'll be fun to see. That she wasn't afraid to just 
um, put her music out on pretty much every single platform, not just Facebook, but TikTok, Instagram. I mean, she put her music everywhere, YouTube. And one of the things that I um, thought was really interesting, especially when we look at it from a business perspective, is um, she showed fearlessness, right? Like she said that she wasn't afraid to just go out there and talk to anybody that she needs to to get her stuff out there. And so I want to talk a little bit about that fearlessness. Um, like what what things do you guys have or just goals or products or ideas or dreams do you guys have that you could use a little bit of fearlessness in? Um, I, in October 6, 2019, um, I had gastric bypass surgery. Um, and so what the catalyst kind of behind deciding to do the surgery is um, at the end of 2018 and beginning of 2019, I was so sick from having such um, out of control blood pressure that I we just I just laid around because we were afraid that I was going to have a stroke, and um, I struggled with my weight my entire adult life, and I knew that like probably starting enough. Everybody, well, I don't know about everybody, but like most people, you know, I have doubts and um, everything else. So I've often told him. Well, why why is it so important to you? Why do you love me? You know, I can't see. Um, I'm not ready. I can't see myself. I can't even walk. You deserve someone <laughs> so much better than me. Um, someone that can see, someone that can walk, someone that can actually, like, tell you they're going to do someone that doesn't need help. Because I... Sometimes I need help with the, the small things like getting around or navigating to and from places. Um, and, you know. able to perform to the best of my ability because I'm in a, my comfort zone. I'm comfortable and I'm not worried about what people are thinking about me. And I'm able to, to really um, be productive. As opposed to if I'm uncomfortable, I'm too worried about what they're thinking about me or what they're saying. And like, like the ladies mentioned before, I would also leave. I leave. And it made me sick, but yeah, I got to shake it off because I can't let that negativity is powerful, but um, yeah, so I have to shake it off and get back to being me because I'm not going to let that change my mood. Not for more than a couple of seconds. And then one thing led to another and we ended up sharing the same room, had an amazing sexcapade, and then the business partnership ended up turning into a friends with benefits situation. And because they had so much energy sexually, they end up doubling their income for the next six months. <laughs> Reasons why you should. We're playing the devil's advocate tonight. <laughs> okay, listen, <laughs> ladies. This is why you need to mix sex and business together. Number one, it's going to make you feel really great. You definitely always want to feel good. It's going to motivate you to work more. <laughs> Number two, when you keep that, you keep your sex partner close. That's just really an added benefit of spicing the relationship up, and that's what makes the relationship last longer. And number three, you're going to make more money. You're going to make more money because when you're having sex in business, everybody's going to be happy. And when you're happy, you work harder. And when you work hard, you make more money. And listen, this is why you definitely have to mix sex and business together. 
women. Is. I'm, I date black women. I mean, I date white women though, because black women got a mouth on them. Well, I don't know no woman that ain't got no mouth on them when you don't see them, right? Right. You know, I'm just saying, white women, white women cut up too. It ain't just black yeah. women. You know, and you're gonna deal with the same issues with any other group of women that you deal with any other woman. So my thing is, that's the ignorant reason. That's that's the ignorant reason for me right there. You saying that one is better than the other, and I, I don't like that. Yeah, that's definitely rather than that's just who you want to be with. Right. Yeah, that's something that uh, you know you have to center down into one relationship, or can you just try to you know complete that with other, other relationships in your life, with your friendships and everything else, or do you want something more of an intimate relationship with more than one person? Who me? No, I'm just saying in general. <laughs> no, no, no. I was just saying in general. Hey, what do you think? Oh, well, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the the interesting is, thing is, is that I have met people who were polyamorous um, and I've met straight up cheaters. And um, I've met people who did not believe that they were polyamorous, but um, engaged in relationships with people of both genders while not thinking that they were polyamorous. Um, They just felt like one gender fulfilled one need and the other gender fulfilled another need. And I mean, I just, I look at these situations and I I honestly really can't comprehend it. Like my mind passed with drug abuse. And I'm going to start that off by saying drugs are bad, okay? Um, and <laughs> I, I think I think for me, I think for me, it's it's been hard because I've I've tried most drugs and I've had like a serious addiction to a few of them, and it's made me do extremely bad things, um, such as shoplift from multiple places that I got caught for that. Um, luckily, it, it kind of fell off, and I didn't really get charged with it, so that was good. Um, and I really should have been. But as far as, like, my family goes, I, I lost a lot of relationships with my family because drugs make you do bad things. And, I mean, I can't all blame it all, all on the drugs because I did it and I was conscious. Um, but it just the things that you do to people when you're on them, it, it, makes, it, it can make them fall off from wanting to speak to you or have any sort of relationship with you. So I've, I've definitely fallen from grace on that one because I've, I've lost a lot of relationships with some people that I, I really wish I would have a relationship with now. And I'm kind of working towards, like, fixing that. But it's it's still, like, a, a testy situation because they're not sure that they can trust you. And, yeah, that's that's what I have to share. She wanted love, and she met a con man. And it turned out extremely badly, extremely badly. And I wrote down this this quote from the movie that I thought was really, really uh, intense for me. And she said, was I that lonely that I would let this fool take advantage of me? We do. Um, I always have a story, good, bad, different, (laughs) but I don't have to say, (laughs) you know, like you talked about like just different things. As long as we live, we're going to learn, we're going to go through something. And um, so, yeah, I I would have to say it was one time after, uh, a not good breakup, and 
um, times when um, I, I have a lot of, I think part of it is self-esteem and self-confidence, like in my writing, like, oh, I can write good. I've been writing since I was a kid. And then because I had that self-esteem and my, my sort of confidence in my ability and some idea about how much my writing was worth, I was able to go out and accomplish things like publish poetry books or publish, um, um, you know, things on, on, um, on Amazon and things like that because my self-esteem was positive in that respect. And then there have been times when I had really negative around sort of around the time when after I had my first kid and I gained, um, I gained about 80 pounds um, after I had my first kid and I was back on uh, depot. And it really affected my self-esteem. I Literally, I was at a point where I was forced to, like, I was on Craigslist, and I'm like, okay, what can I do? What can I do to earn money? And I almost was like, I, I applied for some modeling gigs and stuff like that because, and I really didn't think I was even going to get them, you know, because I was never, I never thought that I was good enough for that because I was told I wasn't. But I went ahead and did it anyways, and I started getting them, and it started to feel pretty great. So it's kind of, the universe gave me a big swift kick in the butt or the back. And uh, so now I just go after it, whether, whether I feel like I can totally do it 150%, I'm going to go after it anyways, because life is short. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyone else? Opportunities with stuff, but because I had it, because I was like self-conscious about my skin and my weight, I just felt, always felt like, um, you know, people are going to be judging me because of my weight or my skin, and then, um, and they just kind of deterred me away from really going for. And and hear me, there's nothing at all wrong with this. Like everybody that knows me, I work eight days a week, almost nine days, fifteen hours a day, blah blah blah. I'm waiting for the the COVID to slow down a little bit so I can go here, 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 and here for meetups and events. And I'm not going to say my life is all about business, even though it probably really is, but everything else got to fit in around that. So she so she messaged me and said, she's been talking, hey, girl, what's up? She want to sit on the phone. I'm like, no, I can't sit on the phone with you. And she was like, well, when can we just sit on the phone and just catch up and hang out? I'm like, oh, maybe in January or something? And then she said, hey, my birthday is coming up, and I know you're from South Carolina, so let's hang out. Let's go to Murder Beach or Charleston. And I almost cursed her out on the text message. Like, you would have thought this girl asked me my social security number. Like, I got so offended when she asked me that. <laughs> and, and the reason being, I, I said, girl, do you not know I'm trying to get everywhere that I need to get as soon as COVID dies down a little bit? So after August, it's going down for the rest of the year. Do you really think that I'm going to hang out without all my business partners that I'm working with, that we're working on seven figures, and I'm going to take four days to hang out for your birthday? Are you freaking crazy? That's what I said to myself. <laughs> that little girl like, that, right. oh that little girl is messing with your wallet. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but and, and listen, it's not, I mean, I like her. She's pretty cool, but sometimes, like, People that know me know, all right, well, she's in her zone right now. I'm out of the way that she come out the zone because she's laser fo- I'm laser focused. Like, I can't. Because let's say, for example, I'm hanging out with her this week for her birthday, and you guys got the call, you strategize, you plot, and you plan. You open up a magazine, you see nothing but people that are, um, they're beautiful, but they're, you know, they're um, either 
photoshopped or enhanced by makeup or, you know, digital effects. So it just sets an unrealistic image of what beauty is. I was checking the mail, and they told her the same thing. And they said, just, you know, be, send us the rest. So she said, okay, I will. And she said, screw them. She went to her bank, cashed a check. Uh, she went to Walmart, I'm sorry, cashed a check, got the check, paid her bills. She said, I'm scamming the scammer. <laughs> and they kept calling her and calling her for the money, and she started ignoring their calls. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, she scammed the scam. No matter what culture you're from, you guys, we all, like, have some kind of similarity. I'm like, oh, wow, that's really good to know. Clutch. 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 Thank you for listening to yet another episode. As you heard, our new name is Clutch. So stay tuned for a new clutching experience starting tomorrow. A new intro, new outro, a new show. So thank you for listening and stay tuned for new content coming soon. Tune in every Sunday through Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Until tomorrow.